Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. And uh, we're making our way through this season of Lent, important penitential time, a time of purification for the church, a time of letting go of things that we're, we're carrying that the Lord wants us to let go of, to simplify our lives, simplify our focus, get back to the basics, lift our gaze from ourselves and lift our gaze to the Lord, draw closer to him, but also to our neighbor to ask central questions and the challenges that we're getting in readings at daily liturgies and liturgy of the hours, other kinds of things, just in this season, remembering the church brings us back to what is, what is the, the lifestyle of a disciple? What is the disciple called to live practically? How are we called to live practically and live out? And from the grace that we've received in baptism and confirmation, the new life that we've been given, we've been given a new power and a new capacity to overcome within us, within our own hearts, the constant pressure and desire to put ourselves before everything else, to be constantly preoccupied with our own concerns, our own comfort, our own success, and to be able to understand now the greatest thing that could ever happen to us, the most profound reality anyone on the planet could ever experience and live in and live out of is the new life in Christ, is being baptized into Jesus, is being brought from death to life, is being animated now by the very life of God to be a temple of the living God, even in our brokenness and in our weakness. The ultimate reality, the ultimate mercy of God, the ultimate hope of the human heart is now being fulfilled. We have a down payment of the presence of the new life, the Christian life, the Christ life in us that the Lord gave to us. And the the work of transformation and the movement toward our eternal destiny is happening in us. So in the big picture, the giant picture, the most fundamental thing we could ever have, the most fundamental change, the, the greatest gift we could ever have, we already possess. So I talk periodically on the program of learning how to have a renewed mind, Part of the renewed mind is living with the awareness and constantly reminding ourselves of the glory that we've already received. We're already participating in a treasure, a way of life, the kingdom, the new creation, far beyond our wildest imagining. It's all already present because God has come to make his home in us. And so what we're given in the season of Lent is readings that help us come to terms again with taking a good look at our lives, examining our lives. Am I paying attention to what God has done in my life? Am I walking in the footsteps of Jesus? Do I even know what that means? And am I allowing the Holy Spirit to form and shape me, giving me a new heart that allows the old man to continue to die, the flesh that demands that it's constantly thinking about itself and my will and what I want. And am I beginning to lose and, you know, sort of slough off that old man the Holy Spirit is growing and the new man is coming alive in my mind and heart. And I'm beginning to think more like Jesus, live more like Jesus, talk more like Jesus in the church, understanding it, receiving the grace that's there, noticing my neighbor, and then walking in the kind of readings that we're getting these days, like the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain, which I'm going to touch on a little bit this week. We see the life that Jesus calls us to 
And now, by virtue of his grace in us, his forgiving us, the mercy of God, the new life of the Spirit, we now have a new power and capacity to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and to come one step at a time into a transformed way of living, leaving the, leaving the world. That is the fallen dimension of this world that resists the will of God and that I'm attached to and making a, making a break from it. Like Paul would say in, in Romans 12, now be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind understands, ah, I get what's going on in the big picture of my life. I get, I now understand what the scripture means by the world. The, the powers and resistance and the temptations, the gravitational pull of an alternative way of life away from the will of God and the kingdom of God. And that gravitational pull is, is powerful because I have the flesh in me. It's like a powerful magnet and steel or metal and it's, and it's, there's an attraction there. And the devil wants us to stick to the habit patterns of the world, habit patterns of the way we think in relationship to money and, you know, things like forgiveness and, what we owe to God each day and loving our neighbors. So there's very radical things that are being taught, Sermon on the Mount, Sermon on the Plain, these kinds of things that Jesus says, now this is the new life, and it's going to require you to make a break from the way you used to look at some of these things. And now trust me, and we can trust the Lord because we see, hey, life is actually short. I I have lots of goals, lots of things I want to do, but in the big picture... Again, the most profound thing that could happen to me is happening to me. I'm in a relationship with the living God. His spirit dwells in me. Soon I'm going to be home. I'm going to be standing before the judgment seat of God. I'm going to be given an account. And what he's saying to me is if I abide in him each day, if I love God, if I walk in obedience the best I can under the grace of God, when I stumble and fall, that's what confession is here for. We're being fed by the word and sacrament. The church church is helping us, lifting us. As I walk in the Lord and abide in Him. Abiding is that what? It's paying attention to Him, talking to Him, understanding His commands, humbling myself and saying yes to Him, trusting Him, letting go of control, and that over time, that yielding to the Spirit allows the fruits of the Spirit to grow. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness start to characterize my life more than Anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, right? Lust, self-centeredness, ego, all of that. That's the transformation. That's what Lent helps us say. Remember, the Lord's going to look at the fruit of our lives when we appear before the judgment seat of God. And his expectation is that we will have fruit and he'll rejoice in the, the, uh, the sermons of the, on the plain and on the mount. Also talk about the rewards that we will receive. And the rewards we'll receive is the acknowledgement of the Lord blessing us because we, we obeyed him. We just said, not because we just did it all on our own strength, but we yielded to him. We abided in him. We took his word seriously. And then doing that and living with him in the power of the Holy Spirit, these kinds of things grow in us. And we have a fruitful life and fruit, he says, that will last for all eternity. So, I mean, that's that's the big picture. And so, Jesus, I want to just touch on some of these realities in the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plain from Luke. Sermon on the Mount comes from Matthew. And so, you might ask, all right, this newness of life is here. I become a new creation. Now, how do I live? And that's what these 
teachings of Jesus and more, but these are the foundational things, a Sermon on the Mount lifestyle that we're called to live because to be a disciple is to be a learner. What am I learning? I'm learning the way of Jesus, the way he thinks, the way he lives, the way he walks, right? I'm a follower. I'm coming after him. And there's a Christ life, not just the new life that's been given to me, but there's a way of life. You know, the Christians were, actually the apostle talked about the way. They lived the way of life of their master. And that, the Holy Spirit helps us have a desire and a passion for that. That's why, again, in Lent here, seeing in us, wow, is there's a, being able to understand the heart condition we're walking in right now and say, well, wow, you know, Lord, I, I don't have much hunger and desire for righteousness, or I, I, I don't have a lot of desire right now to pay attention to those things that I'm hearing today on the radio program. And so just being honest before the Lord and saying, Lord, forgive me. Please give me the grace to be able to say yes to what you're calling me to. In John's Gospel, chapter 8, uh, there's a great passage there where Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So it's a very foundational, important, I think, perspective as we go into the practical realities of what the Lord is calling us to do. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I brought a new understanding, not only a new understanding, but a new reality, literally is eternal life, the divine life that's in him. So he's the light of the world and his the very life that's in Jesus is part of the light that's being revealed. It's the foundation of it. So the light that we see is we see a new life in Jesus. We see a resurrected life in Jesus. We see an exalted and glorified new humanity in Jesus. Okay, so there's there's the light, and that light shines into the darkness. And the, the darkness is a world that lives ignoring God and the ways of God, acting if God doesn't exist, just you know, being preoccupied by the self and not at all occupied to the reality, given over to the reality of the kingdom, but walking more fully in the world. So the light of the kingdom shines in this fallen world. The new way of life gets revealed. And so Jesus said, he who follows me, that's the call of a rabbi to disciples. Remembering now in the season of Lent, we are followers, we are learners. That is the fundamental daily you know, focus goal of each one of our lives as Christians baptized into the life of the church. It's not just rule following. I mean, rule following, which we want to do, or just resisting, you know, the pressure to not pay attention. Resistance is part of the fight, resisting sin, resisting the tactics of the devil. But at the heart of it, that's one aspect. The other aspect is radically following a person and knowing we have the grace to be able to follow him more and more said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness. To walk is the, is a way of life word. It's a discipleship word. They will not walk in darkness, but they will have the light that is the life of God in them, he said, that will enable them both to see and the power to move into what God is calling them to do and to be. One of the, uh, I'll just read, uh, maybe just got, got a couple of minutes here at the end of the program. I'll read uh, the Beatitudes from Matthew and then the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Plain. Chapter 5, Matthew. Seeing the crowds, he went up the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Sermon on the Plain is a little bit different. It's blessings and woes. The woes are the covenant curses from the Old Testament related to that. So verse 20, chapter 6 of Luke, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you that are that hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and cast you out and cast out your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you that are full now, for you shall hunger. Woe to you that laugh now, for you shall mourn. And woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the prophets. This is the heart of the teaching of Jesus and the way of life of a disciple. So we'll touch on some of that throughout this week in the season of Lent when we're called to imitate Jesus. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.